to share with you this morning. You know, Joanna and I, we haven't been sleeping very well in the last two weeks because Kaya woke up at night crying and coughing. I think she probably got too excited because I'm speaking today. <laughs> you know what I'm sharing today here? You see, we are not a perfect family. We have a family with our struggles as well. It's what I have learned. And I hope from this message, you will be inspired and the Holy Spirit touched you. We'll, we'll hold each other accountable that we remind and, and encourage each other in this journey. The foundation of a godly family. You see, the Bible told us about two things from this chapter message. Can, can we put up that um, message? The Bible verse. From Matthew chapter 7, the Bible told us about two things. You know, Jesus told us about that people build their houses on two different kinds of base. One is on the sand, one is on the rocks. And when the, wind, the rain comes, the one built on the sand got washed away, while the one built on the rocks, they stand. And from what Jesus told us, we know two things are important. Number one, it is important to build your foundation on the solid rocks. It is very important to build your house on the solid foundation. And the second is this. It is very critical to put what we have learned into actions. Otherwise, what we learn is just something that you know, and it makes no difference to you. So today, in my message, I hope when in this message, we're going to think about one correction. One correction. What is the rock of your family? What is that solid foundation of your family? And these corrections apply to parents and to you youth as well, because we all play a part in your family. We're going to build this foundation together. From a friend, a builder friend, I learned about building foundations. He told me that you know, when the rain and the wind comes, the water will carry away the sand and other stuff. What remains are the solid ones. In this Bible verse, it told us that now there are these three things remains. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest one of them is love. So my idea is this. These are the three things that remains. No matter what water, rains, storms, or wind comes, they always remain. If we are able to build a solid structure, a strong structure, with these three things that remains, we will have a solid foundation. If we are able to build a strong structure with these three things that remains, we have a strong foundation. We all know about this structure. The structures of God husband and wife relationship, the strong triangle structure. So today in my message, we are going to discuss our relationship between each other in a family and our relationship with God in these three things, faith, hope, and love. And because the biggest one is love, let's start with love. And because I do children talk every week, I would like to share with you a story. This guy named Timothy, he adopted 
his middle daughter, because the previous family cancelled the adoption because they think things changed. It's getting too difficult. So the previous one cancelled the adoption. Timothy adopted her. He also learned that this little girl, somehow in the previous family, not so sure why, every time when the family went to the Disney World, they would always took the biological childrens only, and left the adopt daughter with the family friend, and they did that every time. So when Timothy learned about it, he thought maybe it's a good idea to bring our daughter to Disney World, and he announced that. You know, they were children; they got really emotional when they heard they are going to Disney World. But Timothy was not expecting this. The little girl, his her behavior became downright like a nightmare. He would steal stuff. He would lie. She would lie, and she would like. Um, whisper those very bad language to insult her elder sisters. She would create everything to be a nightmare. So two weeks before the trip, Timothy pulled over the girl and asked, "You know what's going on? Why why are you doing this?" And the girl said, "This. I know. You will not take me to Disney World. You will lead me somewhere." You would leave me somewhere, and at that moment, Timothy, he confessed. He said he was about to say this to his daughter, saying, <clears throat> "If you behave, I'll take you there. If you don't, yeah, this is going to happen. You are not going to go. Just us." But no, he didn't say this. He said, "No, are you part of our family?" The girl said, "Yes, I am." Then you are coming together. After the talk, the behavior didn't get better, but gets worse. It got worse and worse, especially on the night when they went to Disney World. It it couldn't be any worse. And the next day, they still went to Disney World. You know, the overpriced tickets, the the crowded the line, everything was crazy. They came back home on the day at night, and they tried to pray together. And at that moment, the little girl's behavior started to change. In every way, in every way, and after that prayer, she told Timothy, "Now I know why you take me to Disney World." Timothy asked, "Why?" And she said, "Because I am yours. I am yours." Church, you see, love. It's a commitment. Love is a commitment. He became part of family not because of the blood connection, but because of the commitment that they desire to make towards each other. And it's so sad sometimes that we see people and families with blood connections, but without that commitment of love. Husband and wife, we became a family because of that commitment as well. Our love starts from that commitment. The time you desire to commit to each other, and that's our family begins. It's from your will, your desire, your attitude. 
to make that commitment. Love is a commitment to each other. But also love is a commitment to action. You see, the father took that love into actions. She spent time with her, talked to her. She forgave her for her misbehaviors. And he brought even her to Disney World, even though that the little girl made make so many mistakes. And that day in the Disney World, it's just for the father and the daughter. The Bible told us this, as the body without the spirit is dead, so our faith without these is dead, so is your love. If your love without the action, it is dead. It is nothing, it's empty. But how? How are we going to put that love in action? So when I was preparing this message, Ian was asking, Hey Josh, how did you do that? I'm going to tell you something how I did it, but I'm not trying to ask you to do what I did because that's the story, my personal story of myself and Joanna. What I want you to think is how are you going to bring your love into actions? And I think we need to be more intentional in our commitment. We need to be more intentional in our commitment. We can't just say it. We need to be intentional to make that happen like this. Spend quality time with your families. Care for each other's feeling and commit to forgive. You can put your love in actions by doing this. And I know everyone's life is different. I myself, I couldn't come home the same time every day. I couldn't, that's my work. But I will always make sure during the week there were plenty of times I spent with Kaya. I found when Joanna was making dinner, it's a good time for me to take Kaya out for a walk, even in the cold. And I was just like, repeat, Papa um, Yaya, you know, in Chinese. And I would say, Zou, Zou means walking and, and taking a walk together. And now Kaya, every time when she wants to go out, she would say, Boo, Boo. She would take her shoes and say, Boo, Boo. And when we have dinner together, we hold hands. And do you know what? Kaya can say amen just right after I say in Jesus' name. But that's the story between us. What's your story? How are you going to spend quality time with your families? And this is not just for parents, for the youth and children as well. Do you know what? I still take my mom, my mom just over here. I still take her to go out for shopping with me and holding her hands. And that shopping is not for me, but for her. I will look at her and say, wow, that coat on you, fabulous. <laughs> How are you going to spend time with your families? According to your situation, you can make that happen. Amen? How are you going to care for each other? When I come home, I see the house is really messy. I would like to scream at Joanna. <laughs> I didn't. She looked at me and said, Josh, I've been looking at Kaya whole day and she's been crying. And then I make her dinner. It's our situation. Maybe your one is different because you don't cook. What can you do for each other? How can you make that happen? So in your handout, 
there are some lines for you to feel, for you to think. How are you going to make that happen? To spend quality time together, to care for each other's feeling, and to forgive. As we discuss, it's not just our relationship between each other; it's also our relationship with God. So love is also your commitment to God. Your commitment to God. You see. Love and commitment to God will strengthen the love within your family. I'm gonna say this again: love and commitment to God will strengthen the love within your family. And this is, applies to children and parents, husband and wife. In Psalm chapter one, it tells us this: He's like a tree planted by the streams of waters, which yields its fruit in seasons. Whose leaves does not wither, and whatever he does, prospers. I love this Bible verse because it's a secret. It's a secret of having that ongoing energy and passion. It's the secret of having that ongoing source of life, either for your career or for your families. He is like a tree planted by the stream of water, yields fruit. The leaves does not wither; whatever he does, prospers. That's the secret of everlasting life. Your commitment to God, constantly get strength from Him, is your secret energy boost, and you can make that commitment through prayers. You see that story in the Disney World. After a long day in Disney, they came back home. As a parent, I think I would just sit down. I would drink a cup of tea. Someone like to have a glass of wine, and relax. And what they did as a family, a family, they prayed. And that's the turning point. When the little girl says, "I am yours," you can make your commitment to God through. Prayers, and that's number one, love. It's a commitment. It's commitment to each other in action. And your commitment to God will strengthen that love within your family. Let's go to the next one. With that prayer, we'll move on to faith. And again, I'll tell you a story. I love stories. I hope you enjoy my children's talk. This story was a real one from my pastor in China. He came from America, and he trained us every Friday night for all the leaders. And he did something so interesting, but a bit stupid. In America, during Christmas time, one night after Christmas service, he took his wife home, and they pulled over to a petrol station to get some petrol. Somehow, I don't know why, the wife sat in the back row of the car. Okay. Not in the front row. So the pastor got off, filled the petrol, turned the music, go on. She thought of he he thought something when talked to his wife. Turn around, oh, she's not there. She, you know, the pastor had been driving for driving for like ten minutes or five, I don't know, but for a while. That's what he said. Turn around, 
The wife is gone. He left his wife in the middle of Christmas night, cold, after a Christmas service in the petrol station. Because the wife got off, he didn't know. He got in the car, pressed the music, go. The wife waited there. When, when they share that story with us, we ask the wife, What did you do? She said, I just waited there. Why? Why? Like, did you call the cops? Did you do something? And he said, No. I know he's going to come back. He would never leave me here like this. I believed in him. Whoa, man. I believed in him. She said she made the, he makes the mistake, but it's okay. I forgive him. I know he will come because I believed in him. Hey, parents, do you still remember? When you first make your commitment to him or to her, because you were willing to put that trust and believe in him or her. But somehow, when time goes by, that feeling might fade away. You see, faith is the beginning when you make your commitment, it's where everything starts. But doubts, doubts is where the corruptions. Of a strong hold begins. Can we look at the PowerPoint? Your faith in each other is where your marriage and your family begins. But doubt is where the corruptions of a strong hold begins. Imagine the wife of that pastor started to doubt. Not just doubt whether he's going to come back, but doubt about whether he loves me. Correction him. Doubt is where the corruption of a strong hold begins. How can we build or rebuild that trust and faith upon each other when the feeling now, after 10 years of marriage, faded away? How are we able to do that? And I think through this, we can do this. You can build our faith in each other through honesty and transparency. We can build faith in each other through honesty and transparency. Jordan and I share all social media accounts, and we had access to all our emails and private message. She has mine, and I have all hers because she couldn't remember her password. <laughs> But that's our personal story. Everything, like youth, everything you shared with me, Joanna knows. Yeah. <laughs> But that's our personal story. And what about yours? It might be different. Your work might not allow you to share all the account together. But still, you should build honesty and transparency within your family. That's parents and children, husband and wife. 
like this. That, that's new wife. You know, like parents, think about this. Wives, do you know anything about your husband's work? Many people don't know that. Do you know how he's day being at work? What he's doing? What is his passion or hers? Who is he or she dealing with today at work? What's or she his or hers hobby? What's the interest? How the day goes? Do you know anything about it? Do you know anything about children as well? And children, do you know about your parents? Do you know your children's day at school? What happened? Somebody they talk to you? Boyfriends, girlfriends, school works. And children, think about this: How much do you know about your parents? It's no shame, parents. It's not a shame to share your passion and your struggles with your children. My father has been sharing that with me in the struggles of our lives, and we pray together. And today, I share mine with him, and we pray together. Even here in China, do you know each other? Do you know each other? Too many times we hide from each other, we lie to each other, and we thought that our children do not know. Hey, surprise! Our children always smarter than us. Honesty and transparency is the expression of good faith. We can build the faith with each other through honesty. And transparency. So look at your handout. I want you to think: How you going to do that in your family? If you don't know each other well, maybe in your quality time with each other, you need to start to talk. Talk about your day. Talk about your passion. Talk about the things that you like or you hate. Honesty and transparency is an expression of good faith. However, next one. We also should build faith with consistency. Because if you just broke it for once, just for once, it is very hard to bring it back. And parents, that's why sometimes our children don't trust us because we thought they didn't know. We tell a lie, we do one thing in front of others, and now we do another in front of them. And when they look at us, they will say. I can't believe in you. If we just break it for once, it is very hard to bring it back. I want to tell you about Solomon. In this Bible verse, one King chapter eleven, Solomon built the most wonderful, one of the most wonderful kingdom with the help of God on the base of what his father King David has done. Fabulous, glorious kingdom. However, this Bible was told that this: when he gets old, his heart was not true to the Lord our God, as was the heart of his father David. He was not consistent in being faithful to God, and because of that inconsistency, that failure. Of being faithful, consistently, his kingdom, his kingdom was distracted. Right after his death, 
Israel was torn into half. And ten tribes of the people were lost. Because his heart was not true to the Lord his God. As the heart of his father David. We need to build our faith through consistency. If you just break it for once, it's hard to bring it back. However, there's a way. If we build our faith with each other through our faith in God, we build faith with each other through our faith in God. We can have a true sense of security. One day the pastor was preaching and he asked the church, what kind of person do you want to find to the youth? Who would you like to be your wife and your husband? And they say, oh, kind, nice, blah, 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 blah. And come up together. That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit being kind, being loving, being true. You see, the power of the Holy Spirit help us to live a spiritual life and produce spiritual fruit. And in this way, your security is built on God, not on people, because people tend to fall all the time, but a spiritual person a spiritual person will live a spiritual life and produce spiritual fruit. Your sense of security is not built on people that, oh, I trust that he's going to be nice, but trust on the Holy Spirit. If he is or she is a spirit-filled person, he will or she will produce the spiritual fruit. But this starts from ourselves not the other ones. We can build our faith with each other through our faith in God. My question for you today, church, is this. What's your plan to grow in your spiritual maturity? As a family together, you see it like the key family was sharing. Bible study together? Your situation might be different, but at least I think sometime as a family, we should sit down together Read the passage. Think about how we can apply together. And then pray together. If we build the family together into a spiritual maturity, we all have our faith in God. We have that security on God upon each other. And that's a very strong structure. And last, we'll come to hope. We come to hope. Hope is a shared vision. Sustains the family on the journey with the hope for a better future. Joy and I, again, is a short story about us before we came to New Zealand. She didn't understand, understand that why, why would I come to New Zealand and come overseas. She even sometimes asked me, Josh, do we have to go overseas? We've got everything here in China. 
And when we get married, I started to share about my passion, about what I want to learn. And we put our prayer to God. We even say, God, if this is your will, take it away. Take it away. If it's not your will, take it away. We go through up and downs. It is exciting, church, to walk with your loved ones on a journey with the same passion for the common goals in the same directions. But be prepared. Keep a godly vision. Keep a godly vision. Because things on earth will fade away. Because things on earth will fade away. A godly vision is the one that remains until eternity. The Bible tells us this. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. So we don't want to have a vision that is only last for this world, but a vision that can last into eternity. And that's why Joshua, in the book of Joshua, he claims this to his people. After he distributed the land to the 12 tribes, he said this, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. My last question for you, church, is this. What is your vision as a family? It's that vision that sustains you through the journey, through up and downs, with the hope for a better future. What's your vision in God? I would like to invite the band to come up. Because in China, after the church service, usually we spend the time together to pray as a family. And Joanna join and I, when, when we were in that time not knowing where to go, we pray together every time after church. You're not married yet, it's okay. Your children and youth, it's okay. Pray for your families, for your future families, or for the one who is far away. I want to spend some time, maybe holding hands with your loved ones, or think about the one that was far away. Think about your passion, your ambitions, your dreams. Pray for it. Pray for your children's dreams. Pray for your parents' dreams. What's your vision? And I hope that vision is a godly one, that you put that vision in God, because that will last into eternity. Now, these things remain. Faith, hope, and love. In this minute, spend some time to pray together about your commitment to bring love into action in your families, about your plan to strengthen that faith between each other, and about your vision for the future. What is the vision of your family? Father, we come to you today. We worship, we dance. It was you who told us that the man being alone is not good. It was you who set up our families. And I pray for all the families here. Help us to be committed to our love in action. To strengthen our faith in you 
and grant us that vision and provide us in this journey ahead. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.